the biggest sports stories of the week. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? <laughs> I mean, does anybody actually believe he just chose that just for dinner? Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. All of the dynamics of Giannis, did he foul out, did he foul out, did he not foul out, did he foul out again, did he hit the guy in the junk, did he not hit the guy in the junk? Like, there was so much going on. Plus some fun with pop culture. Whereas Back to the Future 3, more of a cinematic masterpiece where you feel like you, you need to watch it uh, beginning to end. This is Sunday Karma. Just keep doing it, Kyle. All right, Don't we, listen to your teachers. Yes, exactly. I never did. That's what I teach Harper. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I tell yeah, her, yeah. always listen to your teachers. Yes. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Harper out today. Cousin Sub is uh, no one. Kyle Wallace uh, with us as usual. Final day of the NBA season upon us. Exciting, actually. Lots of stuff going on. I didn't know there was an NHL this year. I just heard that uh, on the way over. I was listening to the radio. What? There's some great hockey going on this year. You know there's an NHL? They have hockey. Yeah. Who knew? Connor McDavid. Uh, yeah, I heard about Connor McDavid. He's got 100 points in 50 games, and the teams are in Canada only playing each other, and they're only doing division play, and then they're having the divisions play each other. That sounds cool. I, I'm all in. I'm going to watch some playoff hockey this year. Yeah, when okay. there's not. I mean, I have a few TVs in the same room, so it'll, it won't be on the big TV, but I'll, I'll, playoff hockey is exciting. Uh, so, shockingly... Uh, Listening to uh, ESPN Wisconsin all week, I get lots of motivation as a certain uh, topic's been discussed a, a little bit, probably not as much as it should, which is the future of Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know, I, I think about it like we think about great actors and actresses and great CEOs, great uh Greatness in any walk of life, I think on some levels, when you're thinking about it, you know, watching the Hall of Fame yesterday and seeing uh, everyone from Tamika Catchings to Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant's uh, honored, um, you think about motivation, right? Like what motivated these people to be so great at what they do what took kobe bryant kid living in europe while his dad was playing ball who grew up with some money you know different story than certain people to be that obsessed that committed to do what he did and there were times where people said kobe was all about himself right where kobe was all about scoring there were times where Kobe was called a bad teammate. Tim Duncan was never called any of those things. Tim Duncan was called the quietest guy, the best teammate, the most unselfish player, the most low-key person. You know, I think the only trouble he ever got was he wanted to wear jeans. You know, when David Stern was saying you didn't want people wearing jeans. Then you had Kevin Garnett, who was... Uh, couldn't win the big one, right? He couldn't even get his team, you know, to the playoffs or out of the first round of the playoffs. 
till finally one year in Minnesota where he got them to the conference finals, the only time they ever won a playoff series. And the motivation was, hey, does he really want to win? Or is what, what's he about? And I think when he got to Boston, you realized his motivation. And so that's my question for you today. Kyle Wallace, Sunday Karma family. Text right now. Call right now, 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. In one word, what do you think Aaron Rodgers' motivation is today? One word. What is Aaron Rodgers' motivation right now? What is motivating Aaron Rodgers to do what he's doing? Not what motivated him to wake up before school because he had read that Michael Jordan, you know, practiced before school every day. And so Aaron Rodgers got up before school every day and threw the football. I'm not talking about his motivation when he was eight or when he was 12 or when he was 18 trying to get a Division One scholarship when he was at Butte or whatever. Jason could tell the stories better than I could. And, uh, you know, eventually becoming a consensus top two quarterback in his draft, and then a uh, player who dropped and dropped and dropped after Alex Smith was picked above him. I'm not asking what his motivation was when he was sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, uh, behind Brett Favre as quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And I'm not even asking what his motivation was over the last 10 years or so, more than that, right? As he was uh, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. Today, with what's going on between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, what is your one word that describes what you truly believe in your heart is Aaron Rodgers' motivation in this situation? Just one word. And you could obviously elaborate on it and describe it, why you think that. 800-990-ESPN. It is 800 800- 990-3776. Call now uh, or text the same number. It's the talk and text line, 800-990-3776. What is the one word that comes to your mind right now as the motivation for Aaron Rodgers and what he's doing? Because I think that's at the core of so much of this, right? If you can understand someone's motivation, if the Packers at some point can understand Aaron Rodgers' motivation, then doesn't that help us get to where we want to get to? Because don't we want to get to a common ground? Don't we want to get to a solution on this thing? And I feel like if you don't understand someone else's motivation in it, you're probably not going to get there. So what do you, in your heart of hearts, think is Aaron Rodgers' motivation right now for saying he doesn't want to play with the Packers. You know, which, again, we haven't heard directly from him, but is certainly seemingly a consensus of where Aaron Rodgers is right now. Okay, give me a call right now. 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. You can text the same number. Give us your uh, one word. I'll start the calls, then we'll get some text. Let's start with uh, John, who's a carpenter. You are on Sunday Karma Good morning, John. Hey, uh, I think uh, all he wants is a Super Bowl. So, so, so Super Bowl. So that's yeah. uh, we'll call that two words. But so you think everything he's doing 
is about ultimately is about winning, I guess, right? What? So yeah. how, how do you come to that? Uh, living under Tom Brady, trying to win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady, seeing that he's had all the success and he's only been to one Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's not getting the thing he wants and stuff like that. Yep. Um, John, I, I think that's uh, – I think it's very valid. I think, you know, it's very valid. Kyle, what, what do we have on the text? So on the talking text line, Craig, uh, we have one person who texted in and said, just simply, rings. Rings, okay. So we have Super Bowl and we have rings, which are both, uh, which are both uh, seemingly on the same page. Then we have another one that says, control. See, that's interesting, right? So the question is, right right now, the motivation of control. Because it could have started out as rings, right? Like it could have started out as rings and Super Bowl and all that. But now, you know, very fairly, it could be like, hey, you know what? What started out as, hey, I want to win Super Bowls is now like, hey, I just need control. Which is uh, an interesting angle. Well, what else you got? Any others on the talking text? So we have two more talking texts in the next one. Dave from Monona. Dave ain't playing with Aaron. You know what he said? What? Selfish. Because he is only thinking about himself, not his teammates, but most importantly, Craig, the fans. He's not thinking about us. Or me. You're not a fan. Wait. Now, did you add that or was that part of what Dave said? Dave said selfish because he's only thinking about himself and not his teammates or fans. So I just just added uh, most importantly the fans. Not most importantly Kyle, right? I didn't know Uh, Dave had said most importantly Kyle. All right. So we have... We have Super Bowl slash rings. We have control. And that last one is selfish motivation. So it's, hey, Aaron Rodgers right now is all about himself. What else we got? So we have two more in the talking text line. Our boy Chef Ed texted in. He said, the word I think of is spite. You know what's interesting about that? Somebody else just hit us up on the talking text line. They also said spite, and that's Leo in Milwaukee. So the spite might be a common theme that we're seeing here that Aaron Rodgers has. But towards who? Well, I think we know it's toward Goody, right? If it's uh, if it's toward anybody, Is right? it just Goody, though? You, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's fascinating, right? Because if we could, if if at the core you can figure out the motivation, I think that's the way ultimately you figure this thing out, right? Isn't that, isn't that the way you uh, you figure this whole thing out? Right, is by uh, is by doing that. Um, all right, we uh, we got uh, we could uh, sneak in. By the way, uh, Homer um, Homer uh, texts in uh, from uh, Homer and Tony uh, and says, "Embarrassed." I mean, I th- I think he's he saying his motivation. Is just to embarrass uh, the Packers, Goody, whoever uh, whoever he can, uh, which sounds a lot like spite. Um, let's talk to Dario, who is ah uh, oh, the uh, husband of uh, the Arjen Gabe and Chewy host. Uh, how you doing, Dario? He may host a few things on his own as well. I think that's how actually my business card reads: Jen's husband. Yes, that's what it says um, on the screen right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I have to kind of go with, I think, Homer and, and Jen and everybody else when they say revenge. I mean, I think revenge is, is really the driving force here. Because when you think about it, I think winning is always up there. But when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, it's always, I got a chip on my shoulder. Someone passed me up. The 49ers passed me up. I'm going to get revenge on them. Uh, you want to sign love, I'm going to get revenge on you and have an all-star Super Bowl MVP caliber type year. 
Because if it was really about winning and he wanted to be like Tom Brady, he would do what Tom Brady does and take less money. Like, he wasn't thinking about winning when he signed that ridiculous contract. And guess what? He earned it. He earned every penny of that contract. Wait, wait, wait. Then why are you calling it a ridiculous contract? Well, it, well, it is a ridiculous contract if you want to win. So it, I mean, it, did Giannis, uh, did Giannis uh, sign a ridiculous there's, contract? There's, but there's a, there's a difference with salary cap. And, again, NBA compared to NFL – is apples and oranges. Hey, but if Giannis took half of what he took, uh, the Bucks wouldn't go into the luxury tax, and it would give them a much better chance to win. So, is it is it a ridiculous uh, thing that Giannis took Again, all that it's, money? It's also it's also apples and oranges. I mean, you have to win with a superstar in the NBA. You don't have to win with a quarterback who has a top ten salary. Because can you name the last quarterback who won a Super Bowl with a top ten salary? Well, I I'll mean, give you a hint. You can't because they don't. Again, it depends you, how you, it depends how you count it and how you know. And you look. Tom Brady is not making you know is not making pennies. Tom Brady has never no, but he's never made top ten in his career because he's put that money aside so the Buccaneers or the Patriots could invest in other positions. And it set a precedent that if you come to New England, you're not here to get paid. You're here to win a ring. So and if what we're not Tom, paying our Hall of Fame quarterback, we're not going to pay you that. So what Tom Brady really craved was not just winning, but was what a lot of people have said about Aaron, was control. So he was willing, once he said to the Patriots, I won't sign a long-term deal, and I want to be a free agent after every year, um, the Patriots were willing to give him that because Tom Brady wanted control, and eventually he left as a result of that. But everything you're saying after, is true. Every, everything you're yeah. saying is true. After 20 years, but again, it's all and that, that's funny because you can look at that two ways. He wanted control, but he also wanted to give the team flexibility. Well, Every he wanted. Year, he he wanted. Well, he knew. You know, he knew that Bill Belichick didn't want him. You know, at the core, he knew for the last five years he was there. Five or six years there, he was there. That Bill Belichick wanted Jimmy G and didn't want him. So he wanted flexibility. Even though he had an owner who he knew he had his back in Robert Kraft, he wanted flexibility. Aaron, in this case, you know, knows there's a general manager who doesn't want him, and there there are some parallels there. And and that's why I think Aaron wants, you know, I think Aaron wants control. Uh, certainly wants control. So, but Dario, you look at this as, hey, this is what Aaron has made him so great. The revenge motivation is nothing new for Aaron. And look, I mean, I remember having conversations with multiple NFL players, Major League Baseball players, hockey players throughout my career, and there's always one kind of underlying theme is that if there's no motivation there, you create motivation. You think this guy lining up across from you said something bad about your mother. You think this guy lining up across from you or who's on the mound took a contract, took money away from you that you deserved at one point in your career. I mean, it could have been six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but somehow they took the money that was owed to you. This isn't anything new. Yeah, last quickie with Dario Melendez, Bally Sports Wisconsin uh, host, as well as uh, all the other things uh, we mentioned about him. So the Bucks win last night. They win over the Heat. Were you? How did you feel? You know that moves the Heat into the six and potentially a rematch of last year's playoffs. Were you a little? Did you have many mixed emotions with I, the Bucks win? I loved it. I loved it because it was a message that the Bucks sent. Like I don't give a bleep who we're playing in the first round. We're gonna win. And I was just doing some prep work, and I, there are like seven thousand scenarios on who they could play. You're either playing the Knicks or the Hawks. Uh, easiest pass for the for the. 
our heat, I should say, heater hawks, our heater nicks. Jeez, Louise, are <laughs> see. There's so there's so many different scenarios, but either way, what I loved about last night was the Bucks had the chance to play the gamesmanship game and you know rest everybody for the season finale, and you know the, the Nets aren't going to lose, and we'll play the Knicks because we think we have a better matchup, and we've had this little issue with the Heat over the past few years, and they said, you know what, we don't care who we play. We're going to beat the crud out of this team right now, and if we see them in the first round, we'll do it again. Yeah, awesome stuff, Dario, and uh, hopefully we'll get the uh, Brewers offense uh, going so you could talk about some runs yeah. being scored. Oh, and please, uh, please, dear baby Jesus. Oh please. my gosh, uh, what what a uh, what a what a crazy start for the Brewers. All right, thanks, Dario. Thanks, Greg. Uh, um, what a uh, interesting stuff from Dario Melendez, as we mentioned, Bally Sports Wisconsin host and husband of. Uh, Jen Lada, our uh, host of Jen, Gabe and Chewy in Milwaukee. As we continue, we'll take your calls. You heard Dario say revenge. You know, he he he's about, he thinks that's the motivation. And we're not saying what does Aaron, you know, want, because I, I think everyone knows he'd want Super Bowl, but what do you think his core motivation is? And by the way, it could be Super Bowls. That could still be the core. But we're hearing a lot of interesting words here. What do you believe in your heart of hearts is Aaron Rodgers' motivation right now. We'll take your texts. We'll take your calls. 800-990-ESPN. As we continue, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. So, by the way, I had a few people ask, so what is the story? Dario was saying Hawks and Heat and uh, so... All right, so the story is, it's it's actually pretty simple now at this point as far as the Bucks are concerned. It's not as simple if you're a Knicks fan or a Hawks fan or a Heat fan, but if you're a Bucks fan, it's pretty simple. The Bucks uh, have the three spot unless the Nets lose today, which would be highly, highly unlikely, and uh, the Bucks take care of the Bulls. Now, the thing about that is for the Bucks. They'll pretty much know what's going to happen because the Bucks play like two hours after the Nets do today. So the idea that the Nets are going to lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who uh, fourteen point favorites the Nets, and it probably I won't comment on point spreads of the NBA. Sorry, uh, Nets are fourteen points favorites over the Cleveland Cavaliers, but you could look at what the Cavs have done against the point spread in their last ten games. So the Nets play the Cavs at six Central. The Bucks then play at eight Central. Assuming the Nets win, then the Bucks are locked into the three spot. So then they would play the six seed, and by nature of the Bucks beating the Heat last night. The Heat have now fallen into the sixth slot. The only thing that could take them out of that slot would be a Heat win and a Knicks loss today. And the reason that is pretty unlikely is because, and by the way, the Hawks, uh, who should also win today, they would also need to uh, win in that because of some tie-breaking scenarios there. But the uh, that's pretty unlikely because the Knicks, who are going to be playing at noon today, play the Celtics, who are already locked into their spot. So the Celtics 
don't really need to win. The Knicks, if they win, get the four seed, which then leaves the Heat at the six seed, puts the Hawks at the five, and sets up Bucks Heat, which is the most likely scenario. It's about 80%, if you look at it right now, that the Bucks will play the Miami Heat. But interesting stuff going on today. Most interesting game today is actually Golden State and... Uh, and Memphis, John Morant versus uh, Steph Curry. Me sick. That's a fun one to watch, assuming uh, everybody plays. So, on to our mo- – Kyle, is that good? We, no, we, no, no. That, on the that's, same page that's good. I, I'm excited because I want the Lakers to play the Golden State Warriors to see who gets the seventh seed. And that puts so much pressure on LeBron James. I mean, LeBron has not faced this type of pressure in a while where it's not – it, this is no. pressure. When has he faced this type of pressure where he legitimately has to play a team that in Golden State that can beat them, can and beat then it comes down to one game? So it, Golden State's been a good defensive team, but they can beat them by 30. We'll, we'll talk. They can beat Golden State oh by 30. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Right, we'll talk more about it. But we are talking Aaron Rodgers uh, today because as I listen back all week to callers and, and fans and hosts and people texting in, and, and then I, I was watching uh, those speeches from uh, the NBA uh, Hall of Famers, and you think about motivation. And right now, I think understanding Aaron Rodgers' motivation is key. We've heard things from embarrassed to spite to revenge. You know, if, if those are the answer, then if you're the Packers, you probably need to fire someone. Right? That's the only way you're going to solve this. Because here on Sunday Karma, we're about solutions. We're not about anything else other than solutions. Now, other people have said winning, chips. Uh, I don't know if anyone's used the word chips, but I'm, I'm using chips for Super Bowl uh, champion. Um, if that's the motivation, then you just need to show him a commitment that you're going to make to win. So I think getting to the root of this and truly understanding Aaron Rodgers' motivation is going to be the key to solving this, which is what... We all want to happen. Uh, 800 espn It's 800-990-3776. You can text right now with your one word of what you think Aaron Rodgers' motivation is. That's 800-990-3776. Kyle, hit the texts. So in our talking text here, we had a texter who basically said what you just said. Goody cuss. Goody. He's Goody. tired of having a trash general manager. So... The idea of it being about Goody is fascinating to me because a few years ago it seemed like it was McCarthy, right? And then McCarthy was gone, and now no one's like, hey, we should have McCarthy back. It was so bad that Aaron forced out McCarthy because, you know, McCarthy was so much better than LaFleur or whatever. So it's interesting if it is about one person right now, does that mean the Packers should make that kind of change? Uh, I mean, if it's if it comes down to Goody, who I don't think he's a trash general manager. To be honest, he's not. His communication may suck with Aaron, but he's not trash. You know, he signs some good players. But yeah, if he got to go, he got to go. He's got to roll. <laughs> Goody got to go. See, some people are like, hey, players should never decide who their coaches are. You know, hey, a boss, a, a, a boss should never be decided by their employees. It sh- it should work the other way around. Um, that is the way a lot of people believe on this. We'll talk to Jason Wildy about this situation. He joins us next as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. 
Throw the lobby on him. He exempt Sean Kempy. Keep that 40 on him. Go. Motivate. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. I think I get it, Kyle. Motivate. 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 Who this? Oh, wait. J. Cole. J. Cole, who's, uh, who's balling, right? He's balling in the BAL League. Yep. The, the BAL. Basketball Africa League. Oh, BAL. Huh. That's where Joe is. Yeah, oh, I know. I was. I just hadn't. I didn't realize it was the BAL. Okay. BAL. Um, how about that? Well, that's what we're talking about is what is the one word that you think describes Aaron Rodgers' motivation right now? Someone who can give us some insight into that is Jason Wilde. We just heard he's brought to us by Boucher Automotive, where they ride with you every mile. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Craig. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Kyle, read some of these uh, words uh, that we've heard, and let's see where Jason Falls. Uh, these all courtesy of our talking text line. We asked, what's the one word that you think describes Aaron Rodgers' motivation? Just roll through them as quickly as possible, Kyle. All right. We have rings, control, selfish, spite, goody, respect, respect again. And then we have some long ones, like <laughs> commitment and different things like that. All Pettiness, right. different things. Pettiness. Uh, Pettiness. Okay, okay. J- Jason... If you if you were asked that, um, and you've talked a lot uh, over the last uh, decade plus about what motivates Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know you've written many articles about the chips on his shoulder and different things, uh, do you when it when it comes down to it, is it about the chip on the shoulder, or is it about wanting to win the chip? Which chip is do you think the core motivation? Because I think that is the key for the Packers to understand in terms of figuring out how to solve this thing. Yeah, I, look, I think it is the chip of winning the championship. The The issue here, when it comes to that, is that I think he has a different idea of how to achieve that, and he looks at the past decade that they have not won a championship after winning the 2010 season, the Super Bowl Forty Five. And he believes that if they listened to him more, they would win more. Uh, Whether he's right or wrong, I don't know. But I think he believes that, and again, he's often the smartest guy in the room, and sometimes that rubs people very much the wrong way. But I think he thinks he's got a better way to do it and that there's been a, a failure over the last decade, whether it's adding that one player or two players that would have made a difference or what have you, I firmly believe that he is definitely motivated by winning and he's really pissed off because he thinks they could have won more if they'd have done things differently. So then, Jason, to me, if it's about the chip of winning rather than the chip on the shoulder, then it doesn't mean Goody necessarily needs to be fired. It needs to be that Aaron needs to get the security needs. He needs to hear the commitment you know, to winning on his timetable, not on a post-Aaron timetable. I mean, it would seem like if you believe that, then you believe there's a path to fixing this that doesn't include Goody being fired. 
Well, unless he doesn't believe that Goody will be, say, a man of his word if they were to talk this out and he were to say, you know what, I'll, I'm willing to try some things that you think we should do that I normally wouldn't do. Now, again, there's, there's going to be people that are going to react to that and say, well, that's not his job. You know, Goody can do the job however he wants. Aaron's job is to play quarterback. I get that group. I understand where they're coming from. But, you know, if you want to know why he's mad, I think it's because he looks at, and, and God is my witness, I think this is something that really does matter to him, even though his behavior of late might make you question it in terms of the word legacy. But he believes his legacy should have more championships in it already. And, look, again, some of that is his fault, right? He's had some games where had he made one play or two plays differently, they win the games, and they end up in Super Bowls. And so, you know, I just think that in his mind, he believes that the way they have gone about this and the fact that Goody is is a younger and slightly more willing to involve himself in free agency version of Ted Thompson that I think he's I think he's sick and tired of seeing little moves or bigger moves that could have been the difference in seasons not happening and he has finally kind of put his foot in the ground and said oh, this is my this is now what I'm going to fight that is the impression that I get so Dario Melendez joined us uh, called in uh, Jen's husband uh, and brought up the idea that about of Aaron's the amount of money Aaron makes. And while everyone agrees it's fair that he makes what he makes, I mean, do you think that Aaron, the amount he has made compared to what Tom Brady has made, do you think that has hamstrung the Packers from doing what Aaron would want them to do? I I don't think so because I don't think that they would have spent that money had it been available to them had he taken less. I don't think under Ted that would have been their philosophy, and I don't know. I don't know what Brian Gutekunst would have done with that. I will say this: certainly this year they have had no money to use because his cap number has remained at thirty-seven point five million, and they haven't been able to do anything. And so, if uh, you know, and so for this year, theoretically, the fact that he they didn't you know do what they could have done without his permission. But it seems like they did it. They didn't want to do it. You know, he, even though he doesn't, they didn't need his permission, they didn't want to do it um, against his wishes. That did cost the Packers some dollars that they could have spent toward players for this year, right, at this point? It, it cost them cap space, yes. Yeah. Uh, didn't cost them dollars. They have plenty of dollars. Right, right, right. But, but space against the cap. And then... And then, so how hard is this salary cap? So the fact that, you know, that they can't make those changes because they, they didn't uh, move Aaron's money into future years, I mean, is that legitimately the difference between being able to sign a player and not sign a player? Absolutely it is right now. Like, uh, you know, I don't know who they'd want to sign necessarily. I mean, would Richard Sherman, after they drafted a guy in the first round at corner, is that a player that they'd still be – or that they'd potentially still be interested in, I, I, I don't know. But right now, they they had enough cap space to sign, well, at least seven of their nine draft picks so far. Two of them have not been signed yet. But, yeah, it's definitely prevented them from signing other players. But, again, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers was sitting here as we were all talking, 
Aaron Rodgers would say, look, you could have put my cap number extremely low for this year, and we would have had all kinds of money to spend in terms of salary cap space if you'd have given me the extension that you're offering me now, right? Remember, they're offering him the extension now. And so had they done that immediately, so basically, uh, if he didn't threaten, so if he didn't threaten to not report, your sense is they wanted the flexibility to be able to get rid of him after this year or at the latest next year. He didn't want to let them do that, so he then, mm-hmm. you know, set this into motion, and now they're offering him what he thought he deserved from the beginning. What he would have wanted from the beginning, yes. And I, also, I you that explicitly. That's exactly what I was told happened. Yep, and, and by the way, he also knows that. The other piece of this team that's the most valuable right now is Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is seemingly very in step with Aaron about what should be happening. And so Aaron knows that by sitting back that it will expose that if either they're going to make a commitment to winning now, um, which is what Devontae and Aaron and David Bakhtiari would want to see, or they're not willing to make that commitment and then Aaron leaves or sits out, and then Devontae Adams, you know, is unhappy and eventually leaves. Yeah, I mean, they would. I would think that they would franchise tag Devontae Adams a year from now if they haven't signed him to an extension, and then you set up, uh, you know, independent of whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers, then you set up a showdown with him where he's not going to report and he's going to demand to be traded and he's not going to sign his franchise tag because he wants a long-term contract. Yeah, it's... You know, it's it's pretty remarkable when you stop to think about it that this team was in the NFC Championship game the last two years, and now arguably their two best players on their roster are in peril of not being on the roster, say, a year from now. That that's pretty that, that's pretty hard to believe in some ways. Which is thirty percent of their salary cap for this year, also. You know, so it's a lot of uh, a lot of the current. Yeah, you know. an extension with an extension with Devonte Adams would also create cap space. But he, I mean, I think he was pretty clear in his conversation uh, with Colin Cowherd that he he's in in no way ready to sign an extension right now with the situation that they find themselves in. Wow. All right. We have to, uh, we got to dig in more. This is, uh, as always, fascinating with Jason Wilde. Uh, we'll talk more about the Aaron Rodgers situation as we continue. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin, and the Wisconsin On Demand app. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Come and convince me. Ain't no seeing green, but I'm seeing green. Even with them floor seats, they couldn't see the team. The K-I-N-G to go. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. You can afford to be dramatic. Y'all some drama queens, for real. It's all good, though. You now tune into the biggest ever. YMCMB, Tunchi Lee. Continue with Jason Wilde. So, Jason, I heard you say that this is like the first time since like 1972 or something. The Packers don't know uh, who their quarterback's going to be when the schedule comes out. Um, pretty crazy, right? And, and maybe a little dramatic when you say that because there were definitely a few of those years where Brett Favre, we had no idea if he was playing or not. But I, I get what I get what you were saying, and it is 
it is crazy that you can't go through the schedule and say, oh, well, this should be a win. This should be a loss. Like, I mean, we have no idea what this team is going to be this year, correct? Well, we don't even know who the opening day starter is going to be based on the guys that they have that are actually showing up for workouts because I don't think you sign Blake Bortles to be Jordan Love's backup. I I think it's really interesting that they made that move. I just don't think he may end up being Jordan Love's backup. And are you saying Love that be because Blake, are you saying that because of dollars or because Blake Bortles kind of has this meathead persona that he wouldn't be like a great veteran to teach uh, a youngster? No, I don't. No, I don't think that at all. I mean, and and everything that I've heard because I've talked to a few people about him because I don't really know him um, is that he's terrific yeah and that's what i say it seems like it's more his it seems like it's more his kind of self-deprecating way about himself where he he kind of makes himself out to be that yeah no i i i think every like i've talked to like eight different people just wanting to get a feel for him and they also he's a terrific teammate he's really well liked i mean he just wasn't as good as his draft status right um but i don't know my point is is that i don't think if Aaron Rodgers is – everything is hunky-dory with Aaron Rodgers, you don't sign Blake Bortles to be your third quarterback. So to suggest that they would have done this regardless, uh, which is kind of the suggestion that they've, they've made at 1265 Lombardi Avenue, I don't believe them. Oh, Jason, uh, I, would... I don't know because I think – by the way, if I was Aaron and everything was hunky-dory – I would be excited about the Blake Bortles right. signing. Absolutely. You know, because this is the kind of thing you need, right? If, hey, Aaron's going to be 38, if he has to miss two or three games, it'd be great to have a veteran who could come in and, you know, and, and lead them to a field goal late in a game. I mean, I think this is how they should have been thinking, you know, if Aaron would, even if everything was great with Aaron. But if you, like, how do you, I'll be curious to see if Rodgers does come back which I still think is possible, very possible. Uh, how do you navigate this water then of you let Tim Boyle leave because you wanted to elevate Jordan Love to the number two quarterback job. You made no effort to bring Boyle back. And if training camp goes a certain way, it could be very clear that Blake Bortles is your best second option, right? And now suddenly the scrutiny and doubt about Jordan Love and and look it can go the other way too, you know I I think people assume, you know because I'm not willing to say that Jordan Love is the next Patrick Mahomes as some others in our business are that I don't think he's talented at all. All I know is what I saw from him in practices every day that I attended last summer and he was not very good. But that doesn't mean that he'll be that way this summer or that he'll be terrible in preseason games. But if he is. And now Blake Bortles is your number two. And Jordan Love is a second year in a row, your number three quarterback after you invested, traded up, invested a first-round pick, and pissed off your quarterback, your Hall of Fame quarterback for him. Uh, the, the villagers are not going to be happy. And it'll be really interesting to see how they negotiate those waters if it comes to that. But the first domino of that is Aaron Rodgers has to come back. And then Blake Bortles has to outplay Jordan Love in, in, the, in the summer. So there's a lot of interesting moving pieces that can still come together here. Well, if we're playing dominoes and we're lining them up, I would think the first domino has to be 
or maybe it doesn't, but at some point is Aaron Rodgers has to actually say what's going on and, and what he's thinking. Any further insight into if Aaron will talk and uh, when he might talk? Uh, my last correspondence with him was that he was planning on talking. Uh, he didn't say when, and uh, <laughs> he did not say where. Um, I still harbor the hope that he'll do that with Tausch and I because um, it will. I think. I think what he, in my opinion, and this may be self-centered. All right, is it, wait, Jason I, is stumping now, right? Uh, Kyle, can we get some political music because this is uh, the stumping. Jason versus McAfee uh, battle of uh, 2021. I think that Jason is kicking <laughs> off right here. He is saying, "Vote Wildey and Tausch uh, for Aaron Rodgers when it comes to making his, uh, you know, getting his his message out there." Okay, uh, Jason, let's uh, let's hear your message. <laughs> I I just think that with the stakes being what they are, I think he needs to be able to answer direct, very simple, straightforward questions like, what do you want? Um, what exactly are you unhappy about? Those types of things. And I don't know if, I don't know what the best venue is for that, but I would like to think that uh, we can put him in a pretty good spot to, the great thing about the radio show, which I don't live off of, you know, seven years after it ended, was that he never, ever, ever asked me what I was going to ask ahead of time because he always knew he was smart enough to think on his feet and have answers and not have to be coached into what he was supposed to say. And I just think that in that venue, it's an opportunity for him to be very direct and to get his messaging in a way that it doesn't feel like it's just a schmooze fest and telling him how great he is. And isn't it true that Pat McAfee, who he did his national radio show this year, was in fact a former punter, and it was the Packers kicking a field goal that didn't allow Aaron to uh, try to tie the game. So they are both special teams which worked against Aaron this year, whereas you would never have done that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that's going to be part of my argument, but okay. if it comes to that, okay. I'm happy to include it. Okay. I, I, are you saying I'm not going to be part of your uh, your 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 uh, defense team no, to I'm try not, to uh, make I'm the argument? That, Is that not a good argument? The McAfee's part of the special teams. Uh, I think that's probably not your best argument. I'm pretty okay. confident that you can have better ones. Okay, Kyle, we're going to need to go back to the drawing board uh, uh, on this. I think Jason had a great answer there. Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to be able to answer questions on his feet. That was a good one, Jason. Yeah, so you're playing to Aaron's intelligence. Uh, I like that, uh, how Jason's doing that, uh, because we know Aaron's a big Sunday Karma listener. So, uh, so so Jason, um, when it does come to these conversations happening— you know, does LaFleur and Rodgers mean anything? Like, is it like, hey, they have a great relationship so they can kind of talk some stuff out? Or does is there nothing really for them to talk out? And is this, you know, is this then a Mark Murphy conversation? Is this his agent doing this? And Aaron's not actually even the one in these conversations? Like, who do you think the parties actually are when these conversations happen? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, look, Rodgers and Lafleur are on the same team. Um, I think they both have frustrations with Goody. Uh, I think they're both really unhappy with the scenario having gotten to this point. Uh, I think Lafleur has certainly 
both publicly and privately, uh, made it very clear that he is an advocate for his quarterback. But as well uh, as supported the team, right? He hasn't spoken against Goody in any public uh, forum that I've seen, at least. Yeah, he has. I, I would. I would agree with that. Um, I think it's been more behind the scenes that he has uh, expressed his frustration. But as as somebody said to me the other day, I'm not sure it matters. Um, I'm not sure that uh, Goody is all that concerned that his head coach doesn't agree with him uh, on how this has been handled. But and, wouldn't Mark Murphy? As, I mean, if Mark Murphy was like, "All right, I have three guys. I have Goody. I have." LaFleur and I have Rodgers and two of the three feel one way I guess it only matters then if Murphy agreed with those two <laughs> and not with Goody so yes what right. Murphy thinks is really important in this also yeah and and remember for for all the attention it got at the time Murphy wanted to create this structure because it would break down silos right that was the big buzzword too many silos and it would appear that there, those silos still very much exist and are a factor in where things currently stand. Uh, Jason, when we talk next week, uh, will we be at about the same point, do you think? Or, or is this one of those, actually, my, Har- Harper said this to me yesterday. She's like, Dad, is this one of those things where at any time anything can be announced? Um, is that is Harper right? I mean, at I any time, right. can anything be announced positively or negatively on this story? I, I yes, I think she's right. At the same time, I would predict that we will probably be at the same point. I, I really don't think. Now, there's been reports that they continue to talk about the, the structure of an extension. So at least that's one thing. I don't know how much positivity people should draw from you know some of these former teammates that have been quoted or have been going on various shows and talking. But the fact that they're still talking about contract extension numbers with David Dunn should be encouraging. Um, that said, look, this to me, the, the two dates that are the most significant in the coming weeks are June 1st, because if for some reason the Packers were to change their position and decide that they're not going to be able to work this out and they might as well get what they can for them, that's when they can start trading them and realize cap space relief for 2021 um, and then the next date is a week later on june 8th because that's the first day of the mandatory mini camp which i do not believe at least based on where things are today that he's going to show up for he's going to get fined and it's going to be when this you know kind of the rubber hits the road on just how serious he is it'll be the first test of whether he's willing to miss not things that he has traditionally not missed, because he's always come to the voluntary offseason, and he's already missing that. But is he ready to miss something that is mandatory? Because that would go against everything he has done for his first 16 years in the league. Wow, so it really is these next two weeks. So, uh, Jason, I'll have it all for you at Jason J. Wildy, Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon on these stations. Thanks so much, Jason. All right, Craig, take care. Be good. There he is, Jason Wildy. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Our 7 at 11 is coming up next. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. And you can always stream us and listen back on demand at Wisconsin On Demand. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.